Thank you for joining us for a life-changing message from Norm Oberlin, pastor of Mount Hope Church in beautiful Gaylord, Michigan. Our prayer is that this message will help strengthen and encourage your walk with Christ. Please enjoy. And now, here is Pastor Norm. Hallelujah. Happy anniversary. Thank you. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Yes, it is Pastor Norm up here. And, and Pastor Barb. He made me dress up today. <laughs> hey, it's a celebration. You know, when you go to something, how many of you think you're going to put on your best suits when we get to the marriage supper of the Lamb? Whatever that means. I mean, I, I'm thinking there's going to be a lot of shopping going on just before that so that when we get our glorified bodies, if they need to be covered, covered, we're going to look good. Pretty I'm offered jeans and a t-shirt. How many are with you? Yeah, well, <laughs> but for this one event, I'm oh. sure, I mean, if you were invited to go to a dinner at the White House, you know you would dress up. You would wear a tux, you would wear a, a gown, and you would look good. You always look good, but you get where I'm going with this, I'll right? just keep you light talking, and you'll All just right. keep... Yeah, and I just keep digging it deeper and deeper. <laughs> Amen. Well, we're here to celebrate today. That's our whole message this morning. Celebrations are usually scheduled around a major event that has happened in our lives. And celebrate is a verb or an action. Right. So it's something you do. Something you do. Something you do. The Google Dictionary defines celebrate as this, to publicly acknowledge a significant or happy day or event with a social gathering or enjoyable activities. So can we all celebrate this morning? Just give a big shout out, say woohoo! Yeah. That's right. We have a lot to celebrate, amen? That's right. You know, the first thing we want to celebrate again, as Andy said in there, is the R3. Between what you have pledged and what has come in, God is moving. And we can see the end of the tunnel. We've got a little ways to go, but God keeps pushing it forward. You know, we're going to be able to start some of these projects. The first one, which you're really going to see, is the parking lot. Amen? So we should start seeing Why are we doing that first? Because you want it done? No, because we ha we're against the, the weather here. So, coming. yeah, that's that's a no-brainer. So, then the second one's going to be getting this equipment to work for streaming, so that we can send it out to those that maybe can't get here, or churches that need an extra hand and they don't have a pastor. We can stream our messages to them, and more people will hear the word of God. And when the rest of the money comes in, then we're going to be able to carpet. How many of, well, I don't, never mind. I'm not even going. I was going to say, go look at that carpeting in children, but don't do that. It's well, pretty bad. Well, downstairs doesn't have any Downstairs carpet. doesn't have any. So, That's where our youth are going to meet. Amen. And, and you can hear the youth leaders going, come on. <laughs> so the children's room and the downstairs really are in need of carpeting. Amen? So, Amen. Just keep an eye and see the progress. And pray that God does some more miracles. Amen. Amen. Can I share one thing? I know you guys know I don't go fishing that much. Oh, boy, yeah. So I was out in the boat last night, and, and this seems to be a recurring thing, and I'm not exactly sure how it happens this way, but I started getting these texts from Cheryl Salem. 
How many were here when Cheryl was here, right? And she's telling me through the text that she and Harry were driving along on the highway and they were thinking about us and they were praying for us. I said, oh, that's great. And then they asked, how is the R3 campaign going? And I was able to share what Andy shared today. And she got so excited and she said, I just want you to know, as soon as we get home, we're going to write you guys a check because we see your church as good ground. And we want That's exciting. To That's a reason seed. to celebrate. So people that don't even go here have seen that this is good ground and God's doing something here. So you're with good company if you have been investing in the Amen. hope. And if God's putting something on your heart, do it because he wants to bless you too. Amen. So let's pray. Lord, we thank you for everything you're doing at the Hope. Bless those who gave both pledges and cash toward the R3 campaign. Now take what's coming in and use it to advance your kingdom and bring glory, yes, Lord. praise, and honor. Amen. 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 Besides R3, what are some other things that we might want to celebrate? How about birth of a baby? Huh? Do we have any little babies in here today? Yeah, back there. Not Mac. <laughs> For once, you didn't raise your hand. I'm a kid, not a baby. I know, okay, I got you. There's a little one way back over there. We just love little babies, don't we? And it wasn't too long ago I was talking to a dad who had four kids, and they're all young, like the oldest one is six. And he told me, he said, we are so excited. I said, what's going on? He goes, the youngest one was just potty trained. No more days. diapers. Oh, yeah. He and his wife are going to celebrate. I'm yeah. telling you. And those of you who are parents, you know what I'm talking about. Was that a big event in That's our life? That's a huge Man, event. when that fourth one got potty trained, it was like, yes. And they grow up so fast. Next thing you know, they're graduating, hopefully from high school. And those of you who are here and your kids are kind of still in that age, it gets a little nerve-wracking sometimes because you're sitting there going, are they ever going to get done? Are they going to make it? And you're praying, God, help them, help them to, to get victory over this math because I don't want them not to graduate. That's not a good thing. And you're praying for them, right? And Honestly, all four of our boys, each one, we sighed a breath of relief when they graduated. Especially the last one, Trump picking on you. This, this young man, and, and I can't go into the whole story, but we didn't know if he was going to graduate till the day that we went to the auditorium where the graduation was. And it wasn't because he wasn't in school, it's because he changed schools, went from Florida to Michigan, spent the last two months of his high school career here without us, on his own, and lo and behold, he graduated. He did. I'm proud of you. He's like, yeah, thanks, Dad. Thumbs up. <laughs> a celebration is often a reminder of key events that we have all gone through. And I think you guys probably can think of several others. Do you know the Bible is full of events where God instructed his people to mark or commemorate each of them with a festival or a ceremony? Exodus 12:17 says, Celebrate this festival of unleavened bread, for it will remind you that I brought your forces out of the land of Egypt on this very day. This festival will be a permanent law for you, 
celebrate this day from generation to generation. Now, just the title alone, kind of like, really? The yeah. Feast of Unleavened Bread. Oh, boy, let's celebrate. Yeah. Well, you know, celebrations are very important. It not only is a fun time to get together and remember, but it's also essential for your kids to tell their kids, to tell their kids to remember what God Amen. has done in our lives. It's going to give them strength when ho others hold different views as they approach them in their life. We sure see that a lot today. When we have a history... And we celebrate those histories and say, remember when, remember when God did this. When they're faced with somebody that's saying, God is not real, they'll say, uh-uh, he is. He is. Because we know. Amen. Amen. Also, God tells us to come together as a church. It isn't to take time out of our week just because. He wants us to celebrate. That's right. Sunday mornings should always be a celebration. What are we celebrating? Well, Hebrews 10, 23 through 25 said, Let's hold tightly without wavering to the hope we affirm. Mm -hmm. For God can be trusted to keep his promises. Let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works. And let us not neglect our meeting together. As some people do, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. I'm thinking somebody didn't get the memo in here today. Yeah. Just looking around in here. Well, every time we meet in Jesus' name, we bring hope to one another. Look at your neighbor and say, we're bringing hope to each other. That's right. We're That's hope right. bearers. That's right. Whether we like it or not, we need each other, and it's expected that when we meet, we will motivate each other with acts of blood and good works. You know, the Bible also teaches us to come together to break bread or take communion. We are to remember what Jesus Christ did for us. And it's in the word that says, do this to remember me. Amen. At this time, if the ushers would begin to pass out the elements... As the ushers serve us, I'd like to share a little bit about how the festival of unleavened bread is a sign or a shadow of what Jesus would one day do for us. In the middle of the festival is what we call the Passover. This is kind of a graphic title, but you can, you'll get the drift of it here in just a minute. The Passover represents the meal, the day, or the event where God passed over his people placing himself between the Israelites and the angel of death who had been sent to destroy all firstborn males as a result of the Egyptians' refusal to obey God. Now, by painting their doorposts, and that's kind of what you see, that splash of blood over the Passover, by painting their doorposts with the blood of the lamb or a young goat, the angel of death would not be able to see their young people, their men or their babies, as whichever the case was. But without the blood, the angel saw them and took their lives. What was painted over their doors? The blood. Hebrews 11.28 says this about the Passover. 
It was by faith that Moses commanded the people of Israel to keep the Passover, to sprinkle blood on the doorpost so that the angel of death would not kill their firstborn sons. Now, in Pastor Roger's house, it would be, what's your name, young man? Jeremiah. <laughs> Even though you're a young man, you'd be the firstborn son. And you'd be the one, unless, and I know your dad would have, unless he painted the doorposts with the blood. So Passover is a 24-hour period that takes place during the festival of unleavened bread, and it's a constant reminder to the Jewish people that the Lord protected them or covered them when the angel of death flew over. The Passover is a shadow of Christ who was to come. By applying the blood of Jesus to your life, to your sins, you are forgiven. No longer are you bound by the curse of the law. Rather, you come under the blessings of God, and one of those blessings is protection. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's, a, that's good news. One part of the Passover meal that I found interesting is that the Lord told his people not to add any yeast to their bread. Yeast, as you probably know, speeds up the process of the dough rising. I love bread, and I love when it's done. But God told them not to do that. The Israelites were instructed to make haste as they fled from under the Egyptian rule. And God told them not to add the yeast or the leaven at that time. Today we understand that that leaven or that yeast represented sin. Galatians 5.9 in the New King James says, A little leaven leavens a whole lump. And this is a good warning for each of us. If you let in a little sin, your whole body will be corrupt. So that's something we need to fight against, amen? Or continually bring it to the Lord and repent of them. When we celebrate communion together, it's a beautiful reminder of what Jesus did for us upon the cross. What a beautiful illustration. Jesus was mocked, he was beaten, he was bruised, and finally he was crucified for our sins. As John the Baptist declared, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And as we apply the blood of Jesus to our hearts, we are protected. We are forgiven. And our names are written in the Lamb's book of life. Hallelujah. We're going to be living in heaven one day. And I believe that day is going to come soon. Soon. So be ready. Has everyone been served? Yeah. Amen. I just need to get mine. Ah, thank you. There it is. So this small piece of baked bread that we are soon going to put in our mouths and eat, this represents the unleavened bread and is a sign of Jesus' sinless broken body that was given for the forgiveness of sin for all mankind. When we take Communion today, let us celebrate what that means for each of us. What does it mean for you? For me, we are forgiven. Our names are written in heaven's book. When you die, you are going to spend eternity 
in the heavenlies with the Lord. Some of us are even going to help govern here on earth for that thousand-year rule. There are amazing things coming that God has prepared for those who love him. And this little piece of bread represents his broken body, what he did for us. And these are some of the things that we want to remember, that we want to celebrate as we take communion. Paul told the early church, For I pass on to you what I received from the Lord. On the night when he was betrayed, the Lord Jesus took bread, gave thanks to God for it, then he broke it in pieces and said, This is my body which is given for you. Do this to remember me. If you take the cup. In the same way, he took the cup of wine after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant between God and his people, an agreement confirmed with my blood. Do this to remember me as often as you drink it. If you'd like, you can pass your cups toward the center aisles. The ushers will pick them up. Hallelujah. I love celebrating Jesus. As we were praying this morning, I just kept seeing him just smiling. Because he's joined this celebration today. He is the celebrity. Celebration, celebrate, celebrate. A lot of people like to celebrate the celebrities, people that are well-known, but we only celebrate one, Jesus. Jesus Christ, our Lord. And I'm telling you what, when he comes as King of kings and Lord of lords, everybody's going to celebrate that's born again. The ones that aren't, not so much. It's not going to be a good thing for them, but for the ones that are, they're going to be able to celebrate, and I'm looking forward to that. Amen. So we celebrate babies being born, right? Children being potty trained. <laughs> Teens graduating high school. <clears throat> the Lord's protection over us and his sacrifice for our sins. <sighs> All of these are reasons to celebrate and to commemorate specific events in our lives. Amen. You know, one thing I wanted to hit today was sometimes it's hard for some of us to celebrate. No. We have roadblocks that keep us from celebrating. I have three today. The first one are distractions. Uh You know, you're coming up on a win and you're so excited. And all of a sudden, the enemy comes in and distracts you to keeping your eyes on the win. It's sort of like a lion tamer and a lion. You being the lion and the trainer being the enemy. What happens? A lion trainer comes in with a chair and a whip. What is the chair for? To distract the lion. He gets his mind off that he's going to maul you because he can't figure out what's going on with the chair. So therefore, it's distracted. It keeps his eye from what he's really meant to do. And that's what the enemy tries to do in your life. He tries to distract you with little problems from focusing on what God wants to do in your life. The enemy can distract us 
and we can lose track. But there's a scripture in the Old Testament from Psalms 91.7 that says, Though a thousand fall at your side, though ten thousand are dying around you, these evils will not touch you. Mm. Amen? That is so important. Don't let the enemy distract you. Don't let him keep making you think about the sickness that's in your body when God says you have healing. You keep on that path. You don't go to the right or to the left. You keep on that path, and you keep saying, God, you're working in my life. Amen. Amen? Hallelujah. Well, God is telling us that we're going to see things around us, but we are to keep our eyes on Jesus and keep moving forward. The second one is looking at the past or looking too far ahead. I've had some people that I've spoken to that I've noticed they're not willing to go any farther because they're too afraid whatever happened in the past is going to happen again. Oh, I can't do that. The last time I tried it, I failed. Well, if you keep looking at the past, you're never going to go forward. God's got a new day. And when you're putting God first, he's going to change whatever's going on. You can't look at the past. You can't let that keep you from your win. Now, I know in my life, it's good to have goals, isn't it? But sometimes I forget to celebrate the wins because I'm too focused on what to do next. Mm. I'm too focused on that next thing, event we're going to have because I've got to make sure everything's going good. That's in my nature. What is the next event, by the way? Next event? Do I say it because we haven't gotten it in stone? No, then. Don't say it. Okay. Stay focused. Focus. Oh, yeah. See, Celebrate I'm doing it already. Praise God. Wow, you just got me. Stop that. <laughs> but do you see what I'm saying? We get distracted. We need to celebrate the wins. A lot of times when Pastor Norm and I step aside and get away, we come back so refreshed. We can do so much more than if we had just stayed and plowed through. You need to refresh your mind in the Lord. You need to refresh your physical body so God can use you in a new way. That's right. Philippians 4, 7 says, Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and petition with thanksgiving present your request to God. In the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. That's a good news. Amen. Now, the third one, this is a tough one. Thinking about yourself instead of others. Inward thinking is always fatal and perhaps humanity's biggest issue. It's a huge roadblock when all you do is think about how a certain event is going to impact you. Amen? It's easy to do. The concept here is that wallowing in self-pity will never help you. Instead, you need to learn to put others first. That's what Jesus did, and that's what he's commanding us to do, too. But when you constantly are looking at what you don't have and how horrible you feel, this can be a roadblock to celebrate a That's win. Right. Have you ever been praying for something like a new car or something you've really wanted 
and you're going into prayer meeting and someone busts in and goes, praise God, God just gave me a new car. Yeah. And instead of being excited for them, you think, well, I was praying for that, God, why didn't you get me a car? I mean, isn't that human nature? Sometimes you have to push that thought out of your head and go, God, thank you for blessing so-and-so. Thank you for doing this wonderful thing in their life. And when you start pushing out the self and looking at others, God does something amazing. Amen? Amen. It can be painful when you celebrate someone else's win, but celebrate it anyway. God wants to move in our life. Amen? Amen. There's another celebration that's also very important, marriage. Today, more than ever, we need to celebrate when a man and a woman are joined together in holy matrimony. Marriage was the institution that God created for a husband and a wife. Jesus made this very clear in Matthew 19, verses 3 to 6. Some of the Pharisees wanted to test Jesus. They came up to him and asked, Is it right for a man to divorce his wife for just any reason? Jesus answered, Don't you know that in the beginning the Creator made a man and a woman? That's why a man leaves his father and mother and gets married. He becomes like one person with his wife. They are no longer two people, but one. And no one should separate a couple that God has joined together. So marriage is very important. Would you agree? It is the foundation from which our families are built upon yet today. And what follows the wedding? Celebration. Celebration. Each year thereafter, the men remember to tell their wives, happy anniversary. Hallelujah. Any men ever forget to tell their wives happy anniversary? Because if you do, what happens? I have to be careful how I say this. A woman is like an elephant in the sense that she never forgets. You know, an elephant, if, if someone harms an elephant, and that elephant's, let's say, two years old, that elephant smells that person, and if they come back around ten years later, that elephant will be, they'll be mad. They do not forget the scent of that person that brought harm to them. Same with our wives, men. We need to remember this day annually. And listen, here's a great thing if you don't have it already. Use Google Calendar. Set the thing up for next year to give you a month's notice, a week's notice, a day's notice, an hour's notice if you need it. But don't forget to wish your wife happy anniversary. Guess what today is? And it's, it's not the little one either. It's a big one. It's 40 years. Somebody said they didn't believe me that we must have made a mistake in the math because we both look so young. Just saying. Some people said that, all right? I, I'm not lying about that. It really happened. And I did not forget 
my wife's anniversary. And we love you guys, and you are our family. Uh, we're just glad that we're here. God bless you. This concludes today's service. We pray you enjoyed this message from Pastor Norm Oberlin. If you would like to partner with Mount Hope Church, you can make your tax-deductible donation online at GaylorChurch.com. From there, just click on Give Online Now. Thanks for listening. We can't wait to be with you again next week.